Welcome to A Higher Branch, a source of practical and powerful information for busy people dedicated to boosting their personal health and professional performance. I'm your host, Sam McCall. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Higher Branch, where we continue our podcast series on my 456 system for living, made up of four daily rituals, five habits, and six life hacks. This podcast series began with episode 99 on the motivation trap. Then we moved on to daily ritual number one, movement, then meditation as day ritual number two. Then we covered the most important daily ritual of journaling. And today we are going to focus on the fourth daily ritual. Now, unlike the first three of movement, meditation and journaling, this fourth ritual can happen at any time throughout the day. And I'll explain what are the best times for that. Just remembering and recapping that the first three of movement, meditation and journaling in that order should happen in the first hour and the last hour. And I explained in all those previous podcast episodes that they happen in that sequence for a reason. So if you haven't already listened to it, please go back and listen to those three episodes because they do make up the series. And this series is compounding, so I don't want you to miss a thing. And it all started with the first podcast in episode 99 on motivation and how that is ruining people's lives and how it is the cause of most anxiety. So let's get on with today's fourth and last ritual, which uh, forms the foundation that you will stack your five habits and six life hacks. Without this foundation, those habits and life hacks will not actually be infused in your daily routine. You'll find it impossible. And this is what a lot of people find whenever they try and make changes in their life, they inevitably fail because they don't have the strong foundation. So as I said, please go back and listen to the series because this is effectively like a program. So although I'm calling it a podcast, this is lifted directly from my workshops and from my own programs that I do in my one-on-one coaching. So in this podcast today, we're going to cover the ritual of learning. And we're going to go through why continuous learning is important to your success, how and when to infuse learning into your day, what books and podcasts should you learn from, and who or what are the best teachers on earth. So let's kick it off with why learning is important. Learning is one of the eight areas of life, the tree of learning, and it represents the element, the fundamental human need for growth. So learning is how we grow personally and professionally. Learning is not only a daily ritual, but it is in fact one of the eight areas of our life and it captures the essence of our philosophy of climbing higher in life and the quest for constant upgrade and improvement in all the other seven areas of life. Without learning, we will stagnate with those other areas. So without learning about health, we're going to stagnate. We're going to stick to the same exercise routine or we're going to stick to the same food or the same outdated lifestyle practices. Think back 30 years ago, what was considered healthy and look at what we do now. And that's all a product of learning new things. So learning is the essence of a higher branch. Now, we do the same things every day because... 
we do not know any better. And learning empowers us to try new things and reach for new goals and dreams. So if we didn't learn new things, we would not know what new goals and dreams to make. And so that's why it is absolutely imperative to infuse learning as a ritual that you need to focus on. So the essence of a ritual is that it gets done every day, rain, hail or shine. It is part of your identity. It becomes who you are. Now, all the latest brain research also shows that continuous learning and looking after your brain is good for your health and your longevity. So not only is learning important for your personal growth, but it in fact is critical for you to live a longer life. A healthy mind is a healthy body. Now, let's look at the three mistakes that most people make when it comes to learning. And I've made these mistakes in the past which I have corrected very quickly because I follow the higher branch framework. Number one mistake is we stop learning after we finish school and or university. Number two, we only continue to learn about our job and subject matter expertise. So true learning is a lifelong adventure. It's not just about learning about whether you're an accountant or a lawyer or a beautician or a landscaper. That's not what learning is. It's where you continuously learn about each of the eight areas of life. So that's the second mistake people make. They don't learn about all aspects of their life and they just focus on their job. The third mistake is that we learn from the wrong sources. And this is a very important mistake we make because we live in an era of information overload and making sense of this information is difficult when you digest it in an unstructured way. Because the internet is filled with information designed to promote one fad over another, one diet over another, one lifestyle over another, one product over another. And inevitably, behind all this information or misinformation is really someone trying to sell you something. Not just a product, but trying to sell you their ideology. And really, that is one of the biggest mistakes that we can make is learning from the wrong sources. I always say you need to go to the primary sources. And I'm going to go through some of those sources a little bit later. So my next question is, when should you learn daily? Remember the first three rituals is morning and night. First hour, hour of power, and last hour at night, the holy hour, I call it. Those first three movement, meditation, and journaling in the morning is future-focused. It's uplifting. It's enthusiasm. It's passion. It's drive. It's meant to boost your energy. Those same three rituals at night, movement, meditation, journaling, is more reflective, it's more settling, it's more calming. And that's why I urge you to go back and listen to those podcasts. But sandwiched in between that first hour and the last hour is your opportunity to learn. So how do you learn during those hours in between? So if you sleep eight hours, then most of us have 16 waking hours. So first hour of the day, last hour of the day for those three other rituals. In between, you have 14 hours. So 14 hours for work predominantly, but 14 hours to also devote to these seven other areas of life, to the tree of love with your partner, to your tree of family with your kids or your brothers or sisters or your mum or your dad, and the tree of friendship with your friends. And so how do you slot learning in those 14 hours? Well, welcome to commute college, I call. So most of us commute 
to and from work daily. Now, I know at the moment in Sydney, at the time of recording this podcast, we have restrictions. And a lot of people say, well, I'm not commuting, but you do have more time. Okay, if you're not commuting, then maybe you should be just going for a walk and listening to uh, a podcast or an audio book. And we'll get onto the sources a little bit later. But really commuting is the perfect time to plug in, listen and learn. I've learned over the last 15, 20 years of listening to audiobooks during my commute times. I've learned so much. And the beautiful thing about learning during your commute, it also calms you down so you don't get irritated on the road when other people cut you off or there's a lot of traffic. Sometimes I used to actually you know, wish for traffic because I'd get to a really good part that I'm listening to in the car and I would get to the office car park and sit there and I'm like five, ten minutes waiting to listen to that chapter of that audio book that I'd be listening to. So commuting is the absolute best time. Now, if you don't commute, as I said, but as well as the commute time, learning should be done, I say, wherever you have dead time. And dead time is when you experience boredom. So boredom should be your cue to read, listen and learn. As I said, whether it's in the car, on a plane, train, bus, or whenever you have nothing to do. So during those times, you need to resist the temptation to drift to mindless entertainment on radio or television or social media. And you need to be in conscious control with what you let into your brain. Most of us, when we have dead time, we just, we just don't care. We're careful about what we eat, but we just don't care about what we listen to and what we see on television or radio or social media. Now, I protect my eyes and my ears just as much as I protect my gut health. I can assure you. And the two are related, right? So you need to be in conscious control with what you let into your brain. And this is what really the highest of achievers do. They use their dead time for learning. Learning is their daily ritual. And it is absolutely my daily ritual. Everything that I have shared with you that over the last 102 episodes of A Higher Branch have either been something that I've read listened to, learnt from, from another person, or written myself. And doing is learning. Writing (laughs) is also learning. And I'll get into that in a second. So what should you learn? Well, the answer is simple. For everyone that is familiar with a higher branch framework, you should be learning about the eight areas of life. You should be seeking books, audio books, written books, podcasts, about all eight areas of your life and not just one area of interest, which is typically health for a lot of people, which is a problem in itself. Now, I know some people who become obsessed with one area and start to neglect other parts of their life, especially relationships. So it is important that you spread the learning equally among all areas. We are so fortunate to live in an era where we have so much to read, listen and watch. We not only have so many books written by pioneering minds, but we also have Audible, we have podcasts, and we have YouTube. Now, we do need to be discerning and distinguish between entertainment and information. And like I said earlier, you need to stay away from people trying to sell you products or ideologies or services. You know, two decades ago, the challenge was the lack of information and the lack of scientific research. Today, the challenge is to sift through all the crap and all the overwhelming and often conflicting information. So in previous podcasts, 
especially the one I recently did on meditation, I said that self-awareness is a great teacher of all things internal. It's how we get to know thyself. Curiosity is the greatest teacher of all things external. I want you to remember that. Self-awareness is a great teacher of all things internal, but your curiosity is the greatest teacher of all things external. So whenever you read something or listen to an audio book or a podcast or even things on YouTube, always listen with a skeptical mind. Not a cynical mind, a skeptical mind. And a skeptical mind is one that asks the question, yes and or yes but. In other words, use your own curiosity to discern what you're listening to. I remember at university when I did my Bachelor of Laws and I graduated, then I enrolled into Master of Laws and I said to my professor at the time, I said, what's the difference between Bachelor of Laws and Master of Laws before I started doing Masters? Because I knew it was going to be more difficult, but why? And he said, the difference between the two is that when you're studying your Bachelor of Laws, you're learning information, you're just absorbing When you're doing your master's in law, you're actually analyzing that information and you're asking, how does this information help me? And what can I add to this information? Or what can I contradict about this information? So learning with that curiosity is really the best way you learn about all things external. And discernment about the information comes down through trial and error. You know really within a few minutes of listening or reading to something, whether that is something that is worth your time and energy and attention bandwidth. But the overriding principle is that you need to seek out information about the eight areas of life. To give you an example, so when it comes to the books that I'm currently reading, so I look at the tree of health. Now, I'm reading books on the cortisol connection. I'm reading books on meditation. I'm reading books on sleep optimization by Dr. Matthew Walker. So I'm always reading and listening to information about the tree of health. Now, next, The Tree of Love. I'm also listening to a lot of podcasts by pioneering minds like Dr. Guy Winch, Dr. Jen Mann, about relationships and how to be a good partner in a relationship. Look, nobody's given us a life manual about the eight areas of life, so we need to teach ourselves. There is no curriculum, but with the higher branch framework, that can become your guide. So you can seek out and say, well, what information am I learning this week? to help me upgrade my life in each of these eight areas not just work so I'm also reading a book at the moment on how to be a father to a teenage daughter now I've never been a father to a teenage daughter so I I need to learn about it that is essentially how we upgrade ourselves using the higher branch framework so I'm explaining to you what you should learn which is the eight areas but I'm going to also share with you how you apply that learning using the circle of conscious living as the second framework so but let's go back to curiosity applying curiosity to information so it is important when you read or listen to books and podcasts that you apply that curiosity mindset are you accepting everyday information as it is or are you adding to it or contradicting it with your curiosity as my you know law professor told me to do when I studied my masters so as i said earlier this means having your own opinion and questioning everything you learn 
And to question everything you learn, we must let our curiosity break through our fear barrier. We all have this curiosity inside of us as children, but over the years, fear tends to keep it locked away. Trust that curiosity, unleash it. You will find behind every curious thought is the potential to discover your own wisdom on what you read. It is that curiosity that leads to genius or a genius idea. So it's the novelty in which you process that information. There is no other you on this planet, which means that we all digest information in a different way. So whoever's listening to this podcast right now, you are all taking away different things from the podcast using your own curiosity. And out of that curiosity comes your own idea to add things to what I've said or maybe contradict some of those things and come up with your own ideas. The main thing is that learning is about applying curiosity to information. Now, there is also another huge area of knowledge apart from books where we can learn from, and that is people. This is the fastest way to acquire knowledge, trust me. Now, when I say people, uh, listening to an audiobook, you're obviously listening to me, so you're learning from another person. Now, but the people that you come across throughout the day, in your daily travels, at work, in all those segues, that is really the time for you to actually listen. In fact, in whatever city I travel to, I always strike up a conversation with the cab driver or the Uber driver because I'm totally curious about what learnings I can get from that person. And I don't mean it in a selfish way. I'm just curious because I find people endlessly fascinating. And it doesn't matter whether you're a professor at Harvard or the humble landscaper in Sydney. When you talk to people, you learn so much about their craft. And then your knowledge becomes vast. You'll be surprised that where somehow, someday, somewhere you will be able to leverage that knowledge. But to learn from people, we must master the skill of listening with undivided attention. Listening is a dying art. Many people these days overindulge in constant talking that they go through life never really learning from others. Now, we have two ears and one mouth for a reason. We need to listen twice as much as we talk. Now, where do those people come from? Now, I mentioned, you know, on my travels, I, I listen to people. But as with everything I cover in my podcast, the eight areas of life are all synergistic. So my advice is that the people that you must listen to must come from the eight areas of life in the following order. So in the tree of love, it's your partner who often knows you best. Number two, in the tree of family, it's your mother, your father or grandparents. They have experience and perspective. Or your children, your children have purity and honesty and what they share. So you can learn, relearn new things that you've forgotten on your way to adulthood. Thirdly, your work in the tree of work, your work mentors, your colleagues, most importantly, your customers. One of the best pieces of advice that I received from a gentleman in Sydney called John Simon, who started a company called Aussie Home Loans. And I asked him this question very, very early on when I opened up my law office back in 1995. And I asked him for a tip, and he just simply replied with, listen to your customer. <laughs> and 
so simple. But basically, what that's allowed me to do is that everything that we've designed, all our customer journeys, our software, has all been centered around the customer. So we listen to the customer, listen to their pain points, and then work back from that and re-engineer the process, re-engineer the, the software around them. Now, the next area of life where we need to listen to people is a tree of work. Your closest friends. Your closest friends know you really well, and they are a source of information. So please don't ignore those people in your life that come from your eight areas of life when it comes to learning. But as always, you need to filter any knowledge from these sources by using your own curiosity, as I said earlier, and asking the two questions I mentioned above, yes and or yes but. This does not make you a contrarian. This makes you progressive where you build on wisdom from others to create what's right for you. That's the critical part. It's what's right for you. It's applying that knowledge for you. Now, the next area of uh, learning and one that is often ignored, and that is learning by doing. The best way to learn stuff is to actually do it. Don't just write about it, don't just read about it, but do about it. And the best example I'll, I'll give you of this is that, you know, whenever I get an IKEA to assemble, you know, uh, I used to fall into the trap of reading the book, right, or reading the manual and trying to figure out. And as I'm doing it, my wife is next to me actually doing it, putting it together, because the human brain, someone designed that IKEA furniture, right? Someone designed it. So it took a human brain to design it, and then it came apart like a jigsaw effectively. But it's another human's brains that can actually put that jigsaw back together by doing. So do as much as you can. Learning by doing, I find, is the, the way that I've learned the most. So I like to write, and I like to produce podcasts. Now, if you want to learn how to be a writer, then write. If you want to learn how to become a speaker, then go and practice. Learn by doing. Doing is the best way to learn because it's through trial and error. And through that trial and error, you're actually making progress. Now, the combination of learning from others with a discerning mind and uh, applying your own curiosity and then doing, that is the fastest way that we can learn. And as I said from the outset, learning is a very important daily ritual because that is the only way that you can continue to grow in the eight areas of life. And that's why it has to become a daily ritual. Look, we live in an era at the moment where information is accelerating at the speed of thought almost. Like there is so much out there to learn. And if we don't learn new things, we can become outdated and irrelevant very quickly. And I said at the outset that you need to be discerning when you are learning. And the best tip that I can give you there is not to go to the top 10 of, you know, the books on Amazon or at Dimix or the top 10 podcasts, that's, that's not the way. That's learning like we used to watch television. You used to, it, it depended on what was on at that time and whether you enjoyed it or whether it was relevant to you or not. That's just so outdated. The best way to learn is to see a need in your life. So if you have a need, like I said, I had a need to learn how to be a good father to a teenage daughter. Now, I then went looking for books and the internet is a beautiful thing because you can just Google best books for a father to learn how to raise a teenage daughter or something along those lines. I forget what it was. 
and it popped up and then you can read the uh, reviews and other people through their generosity of writing that review give you a clue of what is a good book and what is not. But you know what? It's no big deal if you are listening to three or four chapters and you think that's not a book for me or you've read two or three. Put it down, go looking for another one. Don't just stop. Don't let that be your obstacle where you stop learning. Now, another example is if you want to become a long-distance runner, something I wanted to do 12 years ago. I read books about it, and there were subscriptions. There's Runner's Magazine. Now, internally at the office, we started investing in robotics, machine learning, so I went looking for articles on that. In summary, it is through learning, the daily ritual of learning, that dictates how we grow and develop in life, how we stay relevant, how we stay up to date, and how we stay valuable in the eight areas of life, how we stay valuable at work, how we stay valuable in a relationship, how we stay valuable with our friends. At the end of the day, it's, I always ask myself the question, what value am I bringing to the eight areas of my life? What impact am I leaving on this earth? And there's no way that we can leave an impact without learning from others that came before us. Uh, and there are some pioneering minds out there that are brilliant and they jam 30 years of experience into one book. And just think of that privilege of downloading all that information that that person has written. And you can buy or listen to that book from like $5 to $25. I mean, that's crazy value when you think about it. So please don't take learning for granted. We live in a time where our ancestors would only dream about and you need to always keep that youthful curious mind and treat learning as you would eating and breathing and exercising and meditating and that's why it's one of the four daily rituals and that's why these four daily rituals will become the foundation for the five habits and six life hacks that I'm going to be sharing with you in future podcasts. So stay tuned for next week's podcast where I download the habit number one that you need to stack on these four rituals. And when I say a habit, because you've now learned the four rituals, these habits, once they're infused into your day, will become part of your subconscious and you will cruise through life and that's the nature of habits right they should be done without even thinking so it leaves the conscious brain time and energy to focus on high value high touch activities okay so thank you for listening to this week's episode of higher branch and until next time as always live consciously my friends 